Elaine, you don't like the movie? I hate it! I want to rent a movie. I want to rent a movie. What's that for? You work in a video store. I work in a shitty video store. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. Money now and a lot more when I get in that office. I can take that to the bank. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the Black Bank. I treated you like a son! You fucking stabbed me in the heart! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck! Master, number three managed to get the gold, but he just sent up a signal. Right. I'll check what the problem is. And then, I'll avenge you. Don't worry. These men are all gonna die. Threaten her with a bomb. No, I said I didn't have a bomb. You said bomb. I said it's not like I have a bomb. You said bomb on an airplane. What's wrong with saying bomb on an airplane? You can't say bomb. Well, hello, listeners. Welcome to the 12th and fortunately the final experiment of Breaking Brad. First of all, uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We're all excited to be here to talk to oh, you. It's a war on Christmas. Troy, you said happy holidays. It's a war on Christmas. <laughs> oh, I apologize. I'm I'm trying to just cover all my bases here, but uh, Merry Christmas, Brad. Or happy holidays or happy Festivus. <laughs> For the rest of us, yes, I do have a lot of problems with you people. Uh, <laughs> honestly, Troy, it's a little bittersweet to see it come to an end. It is. It is. Uh, I, I also want to welcome, man, just two people who are so close to us, uh, Jose and Sammy. Guys, thank you for joining us in this just, I, I'm, I don't know, it's a glorious occasion. I'm so excited to just finally get to the end of this experiment um, and and. Man, when you look back, I actually went and listened to uh, the first time we started this show and then to about, I think it was Love on a Leash, so number nine or something. <laughs> and you can definitely tell there was a change in tone from where we started versus where we were in like number nine. But We had so much optimism. We did. But uh, <laughs> Sammy, Jose, I'm, I'm so glad you, you stuck around for the ride, man. Oh, I, we, I don't think I, think I speak for Jose when I say we wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly. I'm I'm actually a little sad it's ending. <laughs> Are you though? Seriously. Six well, month extension? Something eighteen yeah. months of breaking bread? <laughs> oh <laughs> hell no. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is we control our own destiny with everything. So I could always make uh, some kind of comeback, even if it's only in a single episode situation. But I am just a little bit there's a little bit of melancholy around this holiday season that breaking bread is coming to an end. Yeah, I I I think it is official. I can't, uh, we'll have to go back and, and do the official paperwork, but it was about mid year that Brad broke. I mean, we, we succeeded. Is that, is that accurate, Brad? Oh, it was June, July for sure. Okay. Yeah. So the rest of it was just, I don't know, kicking you while you're down. 
Um, <laughs> and, and then something mysterious happened probably around experiment nine, 10, all of us broke at some point. Mm. Right. Yeah. I mean, yes. was it love on a leash? Was that when we all just went, what are, what are we doing? <laughs> I think yeah, it was Love yeah. on a Leash followed by Dracula 3D. Was that Dracula 3D, the next one? No. That, I, was it? It might have been. The, no, because Skinamarink was October. Yo. It, th- those three in a row, though. Oh, Dracula one. 3D, Love on a Leash, Labor Pains, I think were the ones that was the knockout punch. Okay. For some of us. Yeah. Yeah, that, Labor Pains. <laughs> <laughs> well, un- unfortunately... Uh, not only did we suffer some casualties within this experiment, and I, I got to be honest with you, when when we announced last episode and said, "Hey, there's one more, there's one more show yet that we're doing of this," we actually got a a pretty big outpour of um, emails, messages, et cetera, that said, "You guys are joking, right? You're still doing this show?" <laughs> Our, resoundingly, we said, "Absolutely not." We're, we're done. We'll talk about maybe what we'll do next year. But I really didn't understand the damage that we had done to our listeners until we got one very specific audio feedback. So with everybody's permission, I'd actually like to, um, to listen to something that was sent in to somebody that we all know. And uh, I think this is proof that not only did all of us suffer some type of psychological damage as a result of these experiments, but um, there there was some collateral damage out there within the listeners. So, uh, uh, yeah, I just I just want to play this real quick. So here we go. All right. Well, I had to wait till we were on the road because I'm at work because I was worried that my response might get me pulled over because I was just leaving a school zone. But when you said that you were going to do saving christmas with kirk whatever his name is i just i just want to say you're better than that i mean i don't know why you want to spend an hour and a half discussing pasteurized homogenized limp dick faith porn joel odstein fucking nonsense fucking Oh, we're all going to find meaning and sympathy and oh, we're all going to be good people. When these are all the people when you know, you know those youth counselors are touching people in all the wrong ways and they're going to Kirk Cameron and they're going, Kirk, it hurts when I sit down. And, and he's like, well, pray on it. Pray on it. So that's what you're going to be covering. And I don't know why you're doing it because you're better than that. But it will fuck Brad up, so I'm all aboard for that. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. He's not wrong. <laughs> wow. Wow. He is. Uh, hey, he knows what we went through. Right. He did. <laughs> I I feel like that is a just an accumulation of eleven episodes, and him just letting it go when he found out what we announced uh, for number twelve. Brad, do you I, want to officially announce the title for experiment number twelve? Yeah, I believe the official title is Kurt. Cameron's Saving Christmas, also known as Saving Christmas. Yes. From Cam Fam Studios. Well, and and another place too, right? Oh, Liberty University, home of uh 
Jerry Falwell, Cuckmaster himself. Well, okay. <laughs> so yeah, all right. Some information about Liberty University. Um, One sec. Did, did we mention who that feedback was from, or we just didn't even say his name? Did I'm, not, I'm not going to say his name. Let's just say it was a. Okay. Uh, it was a one of our favorite listeners. How about he's, that? Let's yeah. let's just say he's family. He's family. Yeah, he's one hundred percent family. <laughs> and probably, I love you, listener. I love you, listener. You I know do. That. Yes, he's probably we all, He's the I reason why we know each other. Time. Probably. I love him too. Yeah. yeah, we love him dearly. Um. So yeah, Liberty University is one of the production companies. So it consists of seventeen colleges. Um. It's a. I didn't know this, but um. Their their team because it. It does have a athletic teams that compete in Division One of the NCAA. Brad, do you know what their mascot is? Uh, Liberty, <laughs> yeah, the Cucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, Liberty University. Uh, you know what? I I don't know what what they are. It's the uh, Pe- Peacocks Eagles. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, it says here the uh, they're collectively Flying. known as the Liberty Flames. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah, it's a uh, hello. It's Some, uh, uh, he's a little bit of subliminal messaging going on there. Well, yeah. and it says here, Liberty, whose website and officials speak of training champions for Christ, requires undergraduate students to take three evangelical Bible study classes. The university's honor code, called the Liberty Way, prohibits premarital sex, cohabitation, <laughs> any kind of romantic relationship between members of the same sex, and Watching alcohol Watching your wife get fucked by somebody else. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I think... That might be covered under this premarital sex. I don't know. Um, you gotta look down and you gotta look deep, and that might be in the small print, Troy. It might be in small print. But yeah, we're talking about By Kirk way, Cameron when saving you were asking, Christmas. When you were asking about the mascot, I was flapping my my arms like wing like wings. Oh. Brad says peacock. It could have worked for flames, quite it honestly. True, <laughs> definitely could have. Uh, I you know before we get into this, I did want to share some information about tonight's film. So Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas actually would not appear on Not a Bomb from a financial aspect. Did you guys know that? I'm I not a, surprised. Yeah, I had a feeling. Yeah. The budget on this was $500,000, but what? the box office take was $2.8 million. It had a theatrical run. So in its oh first week. It would have because I think it's a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, right? yeah, yeah. We, no, we'll, no, no, we'll I think get it's a 1.3. No, yeah. That's, that's Metacritic, right? Well, I went. I that's went on IMDb, a, IMDb okay. is one point. Yeah, I went on IMDb. Oh, I'm, even. I'm sorry. Were you talking about the aggregator where we didn't discuss? The meta score is 18. Oh, so. <laughs> I went on a bunch of places and gave it a 10. Um, so <laughs> sure, you, sure you did. Yeah, box office on its first weekend, the film came in 15th place with ticket sales of 992,000. $87 with a per screen average of 2420 That's That's not bad. Not terrible. Yeah, and it's six-week run, six weeks in the theater. The film grossed $2.7 at the box office against a $500,000 budget. So, to your point, Brad, it probably could be on the regular show from a critical response. So, on November 20th, 2014, Cameron, Kirk Cameron himself, responded to negative reviews by posting on his Facebook page. He wrote... Help me storm the gates of Rotten Tomatoes. All of you who love saving <laughs> Christmas <laughs> in the Capitol building, all of you oh. who love saving Christmas, go <laughs> rate it at Rotten Tomatoes right now and send the message to all the critics that we decide what movies we want our families to see. Unfortunately, the attempt backfired, causing internet users to visit the Rotten Tomatoes website and further condemn the film. 
Three weeks after the film's release, the film gained additional notoriety when it became the lowest rated film on IMDb's bottom 100 list. Cameron later responded to the low rating, saying that it was due to a campaign on Reddit by, quote, haters and atheists to purposely lower the film's ratings. But listen, this film went on to win some awards, believe it or not. So, oh, I know the awards, all oh, the Razzies, all the, yes. well, almost in 2015, <laughs> this is a 2014 films for, for the 2015 golden raspberry awards. It was nominated for worst picture, worst actor, Kirk Cameron, worst supporting actress, Bridget Reidenauer, worst director, Darren Doan, worst mm-hmm. screenplay, Darren Doan and Cheston Harvey and worst screen combo, Kirk Cameron and his ego. It ended up. <laughs> yeah. It That's won. Amazing. It won four of those. It won worst picture, worst actor, worst screenplay and worst screen combo. So there mm. you go. Little, I was going to say worst screen combo would have been Kirk Cameron in this empty uh, coffee cup that he's clearly uh, faking drinking out of at the very beginning of the film. That is hot yeah. chocolate, my friend. And that is what I have in my hands right now. <laughs> Yeah, 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 but we can see that you have actual chocolate in yours. Uh, true, and I, I, I love, I love the. We can talk about this when we talk about the film, but I love the contemplative nature. I mean, talk about acting one on one. Go back and look at that sequence mm-hmm. and watch no. how he stops. <laughs> I and prefer pauses. not to <laughs> watch how he stops and pauses, and then grabs the cup, takes a drink, and thanks. And I'm sitting there thinking, you're doing everything wrong, <laughs> but somehow it worked. In some weird way, but not not. Don't get me wrong, not in a positive way. It worked in a weird Kirk Cameron's from another universe. Sammy, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I think it was perfection. Um, oh. But I want to turn it over to Brad. This is all about this whole series has been about Brad and getting his reaction to these films. So that's but, not true, Troy. It's about all of us. It's just the alliteration well, in the show, kind of. Honestly, <laughs> it it's it's about you know spreading the love of Jesus. But I, I listen, think it's. I, I thought about this, that this is the end of the sh- the end of the run for this little show. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, it's been about three things. It's been about breaking Brad. Yeah. Which is, he's broken. Things. Yep. He's broken. It's been about breaking us. I'm broke. And, yep. Yeah. And then it's been about the importance of Tubi. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Please, please explain. Tubi has come through on pretty much every film we have talked about on the show. Oh, it's, Except maybe Skinamarink. Yeah, true. True. I think Tubi has come through on just about everyone. Now, you can take that as a damnation on Tubi, but I take that as thank God there's Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> that you didn't have to go out and buy this stuff. I was literally Kirk Cameron talking to his step his uh, his brother in law about the benefits of Tubi. Oh, okay. <laughs> Except yours was way shorter and to the fucking point. <clears throat> oh yeah brad i sense you didn't enjoy watching this film oh boy uh, I, I i did not now as a catholic i, I will say that i am not a, a a scholar in biblical text because that's one of the perks about being a catholic is you really don't need to know anything uh but <laughs> i found kurt cameron in this uh to be insufferable um there's a part where he is talking about the reason that um Christmas is on December 25th is because it's cold and it's like renewal. Like, and I was like, what about the Southern hemisphere? Like 
that is such a like we live in the United States, so fuck everyone else. Like in the southern hemisphere, it's summertime when it's winter here, so Australia just doesn't matter. Like that's a very flat Earth way of looking at things. Um, you know, it, it's it's weird because the first. I don't know however long that first segment is, is he's sitting there talking straight into the camera and then it goes into credits, which we already had a credit scene before that. And then he talks and then we have another credit scene and then he's at this house party and he narrates the whole movie and it is just the weirdest thing. And then there is a, I don't know what feels like seven days of a car sequence where he's talking to his brother-in-law. Well, and then the- hold on. In the movie's defense, it probably felt like seven days because knowing you, it took you seven days to watch this. It took me, so full disclosure, Even- it took me four and a half days ah, to watch see? this. Well, there you That's go. because on the eighth day, Brad rested. Yes, yes, <laughs> I, yes I did. Yes, I did. Uh, yes. It took me well one. Played, I, Sammy. You know, well I'm played. not as quick as I'm not as quick as God. It took me, you know, eight days, but um, it took me two days. For the uh, but the the car sequence is insufferable. Like the the director guy who plays his brother in law repeats. Oh yeah, writer, every, director, star. Uh, he repeats point. every single line he has multiple times um there are flashback sequences uh there there's just flashback really well like to like when he's like that old guy when he's playing saint nick saint nicholas Uh, in the yeah 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 oh so oh yeah i okay i thought it was he was just closing uh, his eyes and imagining it yeah i'll just say this i learned something about santa claus i had no idea about that i'll give the film that oh Uh, well it's is it real though? I wanted to do research so, and like debunk all of this, but I chose not to. No, I, I, it wasn't worth it. Can I list the things I learned real quick? Well, oh, hold, on. hold on, okay. hold on, hold on. Let me get, let me get. And so then the movie's basically over, and then there's like this 25 minute dance sequence, and then there's a oh rap, and then there's bloopers, and the movie's over, <laughs> and that's it. Like dance sequence, bloopers, rap. That's the sequence. I, yeah, I, I I don't care. Um, it does the scariest happen. white people doing hip hop sequence. Yes. You and will then there's ever so there is in your life. There is one sequence where a guy just starts spitting off like conspiracy theories about chemtrails. And I was if this movie was made in 2023, it would have been something about the vaccine and being chipped and Bill Gates. Uh, I'm sure there would have been an Epstein didn't kill himself reference. I, I thought it was just about Christmas sweaters. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not. I, well, it, and that's the other thing. Or, like, or wait, wait, no, it was a it was a Friday. It was a funky shirt Friday or something. Oh yeah, there's also that too. They yeah. took away uh, crazy shirt Friday. Crazy, crazy shirt, shirt Friday. Friday. That's what it was. Yeah. I swear and, to God, and, if my company ever took around, we have crazy shirt Friday. It's Hawaiian shirt day. So uh, yeah, but look, anyway, that's uh, part of my benefits package right there. <laughs> yeah, don't take away. Don't take that away. <laughs> So it's not a, it's not even really a film or a movie. It's just Kirk Cameron narrating a few like vignettes that are. And here's the thing. Like this feels like rich people, like justifying that they have a bunch of stuff that they like are okay with that. Like greed has like, they are okay with being greedy and being rich. Like they're not helping anyone else. 
So they're just justifying the fact that, hey, we have money and we're going to flaunt it. We're going to buy a bunch of gifts. We're going to do all this stuff. We're not going to help any poor people because fuck the poor people. Um, but they're just justifying everything that Christmas has become. And then, of course, there's a, 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 a statement about the war on Christmas. And I'm like, no one is having a war on Christmas. Would you stop? Like, if this was a war on Christmas, this it's- is... It's it really would be st- worse than the war on terror because it's been going on for 60 years and Christmas is still fucking here. I am so tired of this war on Christmas bullshit. And they have one black guy. So, you know, that they could be like, well, uh, we got a person of color. So I'm allowed to say the N word. Cause I have a white fr- or a black friend. Like that is all that he's there for. Like it's I, to be I, fair. There were like two black children yeah they're, but in the they, background. Yeah, they're in the background it doesn't really matter but they don't I, talk I, so. I really feel like there is a given your tone and demeanor right now i feel oh. like you are waging a war on christmas to be quite I, lo- I love i love I do, christmas especially do you, do now you that have i have hot kids. chocolate right now do you have hot chocolate right now i have coffee okay well, i, that's I fair. love that's like fair. christmas has like gone to the next i level love christmas too and i love hot when chocolate you have kids it just yeah. goes to a whole other level it's amazing which is yeah materialistic right yeah i don't I don't care. Yeah. yeah. So gotcha. anyway, so this movie sucks ass. It sucks yeah. so much ass. <laughs> wow. Sucks. <laughs> well, it's not even, a, it's not even, and I saw at one point in time, this was like a documentary. And I'm like, the reason you can't make this no. a documentary is because everything they say is fucking bullshit. Like, yeah. Oh, there's a war on Christmas. Oh, there's a black Santa. Brad, well, that's not true. Heaven forbid. There are, there are facts within this film okay let's hear the facts facts uh, all right what you guys didn't all right, all right so first of all uh, <laughs> you're, i'm gonna let you go through your list of things you learned oh thank you sir yeah go ahead i love you sammy <laughs> <laughs> you got a single sammy out yeah well you you've got this war on christmas going i don't appreciate oh. it brad so i'm gonna sip my hot chocolate and explain to you the things that i learned from kirk cameron yeah first and foremost the nativity scene I had no idea there was so much meaning within the nativity scene, specifically that the swaddling cloth in the nativity scene, because I closed my eyes and envisioned that whole thing. Mm, no no clue. Yeah, yeah it I, means Jesus is going to be a zombie later. So every time <laughs> you see a nativity scene, you should think about the cloth and how it's going to play a role in Jesus's zombification, which will you're, in turn, you're going to hell. Which Jesus will Christ. in turn save all our souls. So I... <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I don't have a nativity if, if scene so, in my fact, house. So we're allowed to buy a bunch of gifts because Jesus was in a swaddle. Yes. And came and back. He was born to die, born right. yeah. to die, to, not to die, to die and come back. So that's pretty yes. significant to save us. So the culmination of all of that is the blanket that you can wear on your couch. Ooh, the Snuggie. The Snuggie. The Snuggie is the most universally religious material that you could possibly buy. Ooh, you know what? That's, that's I I have a Spider Man Snuggie, so that makes it more holy, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But I walk I walk around the house with my Snuggie, going, "I'm a wizard." Um, you're closer to God, Troy. I'm closer to God. Closer to God. You own a Snuggie. You're closer to God than oh, us. You think so I'm funny. joking? The Snuggie I got for Christmas like five years ago, and it was the greatest Christmas present ever given. So there. I, Listeners cannot see how you're dressed. I do not think you're joking. Okay. Um, the Christmas trees, uh, they're not in the Bible, which I knew that being Catholic mm-hmm. as well, Brad. Yeah. But 
Adam ate the apple, and because it's in his stomach, he needs to put himself back on the tree because he can't throw it up. So he didn't have a ladder. So God sent his son down to get a ladder and go back on a tree or cross. And I assume he had to eat apples before getting up there too, which I don't remember that in the Bible. But No, he is the apple. Oh, he's the apple? God's he the is apple? the apple returned to the tree by being crucified. Oh, I thought he had to eat apples to get crucified which no, means adam ate, adam ate it but because right. he couldn't throw it back up onto the tree jesus came down to become the apple to go back onto the tree I feel like the timeline's all fucked up on that by, see i thought i thought crucified. adam had two choices one he could throw it up or he could get a ladder and get back on the tree but since he I, didn't have either then we had to wait so many years for jesus to come down and do one or both I, I call god using the konami cheat code here because ladders wouldn't have been invented yet Oh, okay. They would not have. You don't think they, they had ladders the during apple. the crucifixion I mean, Jesus, thing? Jesus only technically had one Jesus. life, so I don't. <laughs> I don't think they had ladders during the Adam and Eve time. Oh, but they had rhinestone apples. But, but that's Eden, my point because they didn't fantastic. have ladders. God had to send. His yeah, that was son the gayest down. apple of all time. It was so great. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Wow. I thought um, I want a rhinestone apple. apple. <laughs> ladders, ladders and gay apples. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, Jesus, it's a rhinestone apple. I, I also learned this. Uh, Santa was more like John Wick in the medieval days of Turkey. Not not the food, but the country. So yeah. he, he was like, you killed my reindeer that my wife gave me and talked smack about Jesus. So he started face kicking everybody in a bar. Or something, or yes. he, he smited some guy in a cheek. Either way, there was he a ton of violence, him. and then he went back to his home, and then the little girl's like, hey, you still got a job to do. We got to go take care of these kids. I don't know where that went. Um, no, he said, he said, let's go make some kids happy. Okay. Yes, by blessing them and giving them hits to the head with his cane. No, wait. So, that, I'm sorry. That was the wrong so What I take away from that lesson is, like all things in humanity... The violence begets cool stuff. <laughs> Civilization. <laughs> well, how about violence is okay if you're on the right side of the argument regarding God and Jesus? Yeah. So, so that little rap, that little weird rap that we got where the guy was like putting the cup in front of his face and they were rapping about all that stuff. The analog to that is when it's the same actors at this table with St. Nick going, he's not Jesus. He's not a God. We should just go and kill him. And then they he smites him by beating the shit out of him, which in a Christian movie or, or a Catholic movie, I was surprised that they made that a big thing, right? That he beat the shit out of a non-believer. I don't know if it's a Catholic gave movie. Out presents to people. No, it's definitely not a Catholic movie. Yeah, Catholics or a wouldn't. a Christian movie. Yeah. yeah. There it's an been evangelical more... movie. Let's. Yeah. If there it were go. Catholic, there would have been a lot more face kicking. There was just smiting. <laughs> In this one. And a lot more self-flagellation and not and, the kind Kirk Cameron engages in. Yeah. And the kids would be a lot less safe. So true. True. Um so so hold on. Yeah. The the council at Nicaea, the what they were talking about, there is some records that Saint Nick was there and other records that weren't. And so once again, it's like maybe a legend that doesn't didn't really happen. But I'm pretty sure it happened. Because they oh, did a yeah, movie about it. Cameron says it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you can. Oh, here's the other thing. You can always save a Christmas party with Christian breakdancing, specifically if you hire God Squad dance crew, which 
were was the people who who did the dancing. Also, was the band is that a Quentin Tarantino reference? Because the Fox Force Five is the thing they talk about in Pulp Fiction, but this was called Family Force Five. Oh, I I have a list of questions too. So weird. Yeah, who is who is Family Force Five? Um. Oh, also, no idea. They talk about a rapper, Sugar Free. Who's Sugar Free? (laughs) No idea. Who knew Darren Uh Doan could break dance? Well, even with God's grace, white people still have zero rhythm and can't break dance to save their life. That was another thing I learned. Mm-hmm. Actually, yep. Don was kind of good with his breakdancing, but Kirk Cameron cannot do the worm and his uh, popping and locking needs some some changing. Yeah, I don't need some. He needs some improvement on his popping. He certainly <laughs> does. Does he, though? Does he? Yes, he does. <laughs> no, I mean, those I. Those are the things I learned and and actually felt much more well informed walking away from the film. Yeah, okay. Uh, and the southern hemisphere does not exist, Kirk Cameron. <laughs> okay, Brad. I I think what? you're being hyperbolic right now. I'm not. This was film was in about- English with a bunch of white people, so let's just stick to the topic. Proceed. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna let you decide who you go to next. Which of the four the three squares are you going to me or Jose? Uh who has hot the family chocolate? force four. Jose might have hot chocolate. Oh, well, then it's definitely Jose. So I have hot chocolate. Okay. I do. Go for it, bud. Okay. First of all, let me let me just say this. Labor Pains looks like Oscar winning material Mm. compared to this. Okay. Even like even I would agree with that. Yes. Even even. Hey, they could handle their camera as opposed to it being like shaky as crap. And like whoever the cameraman is for this needs to be fired. Also, I think it was the editor is somebody named like Port Port Mill Factory. Is that is that a pseudonym? What is that? Port <laughs> Mill Factory. Um, and then third of all, post post mill, I think is what it was. Post mill, that's it. Post mill factory. And then third of all, if this movie does not end up in the top three, meaning the top worst, then we have to extend this by six more months. <laughs> Look, if if it does end up in the top three, Brad's going to hell. So <laughs> I, I'm already, I'm already going. So, yeah. okay. Um, you know, I, I hate to say this because I tried to go into this with an open mind because I have seen some dramas that have religious overtones. Like there's one about like a, well, there's a ton about a, like a football team and then like a, you know, like a, 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 I think it was called courageous or something about police officers or something. I don't mind those. I've seen those and I don't mind those. I saw that with- sound of freedom. Yeah. I saw Sound of Freedom and it was, you know, it wasn't it wasn't as uh propaganda-ish as this film in some ways. Um, because literally, like Brad said, Cameron is trying to say that like you can't stop us from saying Merry Christmas, you can't stop us from putting up Christmas trees and all these ornaments, um, because it truly is tied to Jesus. And then the the entire film is about how. Christmas trees and symbols and things like that. It's all Jesus. It's all tied to the Bible or whatever. And it was just mind numbing to listen to some of this. And I wanted to like do some research and try to debunk all of this, but it frankly was not worth my energy at all. Um, Other than the fact that I thought Darren Doan was actually kind of cute. Um, uh, this movie of course was, you did <laughs> was he looks like a goofy Adam Wingard and you know how much I love Adam Wingard but um, also I didn't know that Kirk Cameron's sister was basically a blonde Mary Lou Retton 
she's tiny. Um, yeah. whatever. I don't know. Is I was getting all weird sister? images. I thought, I Is that his, his real sister? sister? Real, yeah, real, that's real a, life was. That's one of his other sisters. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, another one. Um, Is that his real brother-in-law? Yeah, then. No, 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 no. I, I don't Cam- think so. I thought it was Cam Candace Bure or Cameron Kirk Candace Cameron Bure was his Kirk- real sister. No, but Brid- I think Bridget Cameron is his his sister. I mean, they don't really look alike, but okay. um, she kind of looked like she fell off the top yeah, of the she, Christmas tree and hit the ornaments on the way down. Yep, she yeah. she's rough, <laughs> rough, rough. <laughs> but it but in a very holy way. Like I don't mean that mean. I mean, she's praise she looks, Jesus. She's mm-hmm. gorgeous. She she looks um, fantastic. But minus was, was this also this is, filmed in Kirk Cameron's house? Was that his house? Am I to assume that's his house? Maybe I, I don't know. I mean, it might. It, I mean, somebody, Jesus pays yeah. if I'm if I'm going to say that. Well, <laughs> Jesus does pay. The uh, Jesus uh, does in fact pay. But this I, movie is this movie's terrible. I I couldn't stand it. Oh yeah, it broke me. Really? But I got broken within the fourth film, BC Butcher. That killed me. Ouch. So <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, Sammy. Um so you know, we've watched all these movies and there's been a few that maybe only one that I really didn't feel I mean, I, I even made the comment that it's more of a novelty than it is a film, and that was Skin of Marink, and we've watched some really bad stuff, Dracula 3D. Whoa, <laughs> that was from legendary, <laughs> legendary, legendary director Dario Argento. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's not a terrible film. I understand. I understand. Um, this, Jose used the word a little while ago, and it's the only word that kept crossing my mind the whole time. And it is the word propaganda. It, it's interesting to me, and I'm not going to get too serious on this because you could go into some really dark places with this stuff. I'm going to try to keep it light in tone. But... This movie is so incredibly judgmental. <laughs> the whole time I'm watching a Christian movie being judgmental. I, I don't know if I buy that, Sammy. You're gonna look. I'm I'm gonna close my eyes real quick, and you just I'm gonna imagine the, uh, a like swaddle. a swaddle, yeah, a swaddle, so swaddle with yeah. a Christmas tree. The, Chris, the Christmas Herod's soldiers. Me. Imagine Herod, Herod's shoulder. Sol- Jesus, I can't say it. Herod's no. I'm going to imagine whatever imagine Jose's that. talking about, but you explain to me why it's judgmental well, while I sip my the, hot cocoa. The biggest problem I have with the movie is I'm not one to denounce anybody's faith. As long as you don't push your stuff on me, I don't really care what you believe in. Really don't. Um, The problem I have watching this is every time the Darren Doan characters talking and spouting his her, you know, heretical, you know, blah, his propaganda, the judgment, the look of judgment on Kirk Cameron's face, the smugness, the, shall we, you bring Tom Cruise into the show, the glibness. Whoa. Of Tom, of Kirk Whoa. Cameron. Settle, settle. <laughs> <laughs> he is so glib. And that he just cannot wait to prove you, the character he's talking to, and however many millions of people end up watching this little film. He is going to educate everybody. And I understand that educating people is a noteworthy and important part of our life. It's very good to have great teachers. It's very good to have great leaders. These are important things. 
But when your leaders are so incredibly right, well, we have a history of bad things that have happened (laughs) from leaders that are incredibly right. And this movie, this might be, and I don't normally say these kinds of things. This might be the whitest movie I've ever seen. Wow. (laughs) But DeAndre's in it. DeAndre is struggling to be black. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. No, Sammy. No. He is is struggling. He raps. He raps. I didn't know Christian rap existed until color too. Yeah. Come on. That guy. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, the movie, it honestly, it, at times it just made me kind of, you know, kind of, it, it kind of sick to my stomach the way it just kind of sits there and lets one character say what he believes. And then another character come along and say, you're completely wrong. And this so is that's the evangelical way. Yeah. And, and you're right. It's in the you're definition right. of evangelical. Yeah. And, and, and I guess that's the problem I've always had with that in my personal life. But not only that, do you guys remember the moment when Christian, that's the name of the brother-in-law, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Christian His, White, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that yeah. what? Seriously? Yeah, it's, it's Whitey McWhiterson is his name. Yeah, Christian White. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> there's a moment where the sister says Christian is having a hard time. He's had a hard time this year, and he's having a hard time with Christmas. And Kirk Cameron's character Instead of saying, oh, what's going on? He's like, do you need me to take him out back and straighten him out? Oh, I'm like, yeah. Like he knows all the answers. No, not only that, but he's going to do it with violence. <laughs> well, but in, in this film's defense, we've already established. Also the Christian way for the record. Santa Claus and the John Wick connection. Violence. Violence is a solution. It's, <laughs> it is a solution. It's like that little cartoon you sent us today. Well, balance is the answer, but also like, it's so hypocritical because at the very beginning of the film, he's like, they don't want us to be out, you know, outwardly Christian and they don't want us to do this and they don't want to do that. And then you'll hear people like, well, I, you know, I don't mind gay people as long as it's not in my face or I don't mind these sort of people as long as it's not in my face. But as soon as it's, we're talking about Jesus and being faithful it's like we're gonna take our dicks out and just show you how much we love jesus like it yeah. is all it, up in your face well, it's I, crazy to me it, it's i don't think they actually people. did that in the film well, just it's like pg so well yeah. but okay. the, i might be hyperbolic on that the, the yeah the the fact that she says that about her husband and he's willing to take him out back and everything else it goes against everything he said in the beginning of the film with his hot chocolate And of course it goes against all the diatribes of Christianity, which is love everyone, love everyone equally and all these kinds of things. It's never really that, is it? It's really just kind of love everyone that believes the way you believe. And you know, that's why you have seventh day Adventist and Methodist and Baptist and blah, 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 because nobody can agree. (laughs) So, you know, they just put this in one big whopping Christian white, uh, bowl. And, uh, you know, have Kirk Cameron explain these things to us like we're idiots. Now, look, I, I admire the fact that Kirk Cameron believes what he believes so wholeheartedly. 
I really do. I'm happy for him. I'm not happy that he decides to share it with the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I really wish he'd stop. Um, because he's not doing, I, I think the only person he's doing a service for is himself. Oh yeah. I, he's got a huge ego. Yeah. His ego is gigantic. Jesus pays. I'm sure this is probably the only work he can really get. Um, no, he did. He did that, that thriller, um, uh, Left behind. Left behind. Yeah, which is yeah. also one, two, and three. Which oh, yeah, he did a he did a trilogy of thrillers. That's also tied to Christianity. Yes, I know. No, it's it's like the apocalypse film. Yeah, it's like Mad Max. End of times. Yeah, end written of times. By, written by an evangelical preacher, I believe. Um, yes. <laughs> very well known. I'm going to uh, have to research that because he, he doesn't I, think hmm. that Donald Trump is a. Uh, he says there are clearly enemies of Christian principles in Christianity. I don't think Donald Trump is one of them. Well, okay. He, he, he might be a little misguided there just, but everybody's got, you know, little chinks in their armor. Yeah. 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 Look, Kirk, 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 Troy, Troy. Yeah. Kinks, kinks in their armor. Oh, kinks. Sorry. Well, I was, I was trying not to, because if I say kinks, then Jose's going to jump on that. And then we go down a rabbit hole. So I was, but go ahead. And then you say chinks and Jose goes, what? Oh, sorry. I wasn't thinking what you're inferring. I was trying to avoid, but I'm sorry, Sammy, back to you. Go ahead. Either way, Jose's ears perk up. Listen. Either way, here's here's what I'll say. There there was no kinky chinks and then Kirk Cameron's Bible. I'll tell you that. Um, It just, it's really... This one, uh, out of all the ones we watched, obviously this one's preachy for obvious reasons. This one felt like homework the most, and it just it just left a bad taste in my mouth. There's nothing entertaining here. There are a couple of you know WTF moments, for lack of a better word. The slide, the power slide into the presence is definitely the body surfing into the yeah. yeah I was yeah. like, what is this? Definitely slow mo, yeah, slow mo. Yeah, definitely something I never thought I'd see. Well, I didn't see you like I didn't expect an outtake of that in the blooper reel, which in <laughs> yeah, hindsight anyway. wasn't as funny um as I thought it would be. But yeah. yeah. Everything else though you know, is, is kind of right down the middle of the, it's just it's very vanilla. Sammy brings up a good point about how, you know, there's the Bible and then there's all these different interpretations of the Bible, which is why we have all the different offshoots of Christianity, right? And so this is Cameron's interpretation of the Bible and how he justifies, like Brad has said, all the material stuff, all the symbols, the Christmas tree, the tinsel, the ornaments, the star, all of that, how he justifies that. And um, it just, it felt like so much stretching in terms of his argument about that stuff that I literally thought they would end the movie by saying, and by the way, the word Christmas, mas, is more in Spanish, so Christmas means more Christ. I literally thought they were going to say that because that's how hollow and stretchy he like bends stuff to make it fit his vision. It's cheap and it's egotistical and it's awful. Yeah, because they like he justifies 
giving gifts to people as Jesus was the gift to man. So we should give materialistic things to other people to celebrate that. I'm like, yeah. he, wow, we are going. Yeah, Jesus was the material. Yeah. He makes, so yeah. give more material. He makes like, an oh. allegory of the presence being cityscapes too. And oh, I'm like, what are we, what are we doing? Well, how can look, but, how are but, you going to raise that, funds unless you yeah. hammer home the point but again? We have Christ, Christ, Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Have Joe Morsi doesn't live in a shack. He lives in a yeah. fucking mansion. So, yeah. <laughs> I think our listener who called in knows exactly where he lives. Uh, <laughs> it sounded like he was driving by his place. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like he was on his way. Uh, <laughs> I got a package for you. I have, I have <laughs> so much during the Christmas episode. I apologize. The, I'm fired up. I, I, you know, Christianity. And, you know, biblical literature in and of itself is all allegory anyway. So we can make just about anything out of anything. I think Christmas is a solid holiday. I'm going to go ahead and just say this. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get this all out on the table. Wow, here. bold take. Christmas, yeah. Christmas <laughs> is a good holiday. Especially I, I if you, think it might stay around, as a matter of fact. If, yeah. if you're into kinky chinks and you're really going down. I mean, sure, there is a war on Christmas, so it might not be around. For There's a war on Christmas because of you, dude. Calm down. <laughs> The truth is the the holidays are there for people. I, I do believe that people honestly I don't I don't think Kirk Cameron gets it. I don't think it's taken the Christ out of Christmas. I think we've actually put Christ more into Christmas, if that's the way you want to look at it, by not bringing it up, by truly just experiencing each other in that holiday. And not bringing up religion, not bringing up our differences, not bringing up politics and blah blah blah. Just enjoying each other. I don't need Christ in my Christmas. I really don't. All I need is my friends. Now, of course, Kirk Cameron's going to look at me across the console with his hand on his face and his winter beard growing, as he says in the beginning. I get to grow my winter, winter beard. beard. <laughs> and uh, and he's going to be like, let me, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you guys something. And he's going to tell me that I'm wrong. But. I think that it's good to go. Look at that. Look out. We got trouble back here. Look at that guy. Oh. <laughs> there's, there's a special yes. guest in the background of breaking bread. <laughs> My son, um, the giant, by the way, the five foot 10. I giant. know he almost <laughs> hit his head on the, the door I threshold. I know if, if I told you guys, he's only about 30 pounds lighter than me now. Wow. You believe yeah. this kid is, he's turned into a monster. He's huge, <laughs> um, but he's still my baby. Um, I just think, you know, the importance of, I don't need Kirk Cameron to remind me of what's important. And I can't stand people like that. This movie sucked. (laughs) (laughs) And again, you won't hear that out of me very often. I've watched some of the worst movies ever made and I can find some merit in some things, but this stretch, there's been at least two or three, mostly toward the back end that, I really can find almost no redeemable quality. Well, look, two in, of them at least. In my Which defense, well, at least has the bathtub scene with Ozzy Argento. True. Uh, in my defense, I I didn't know how we were when he would break. But look, if it didn't happen by you know experiment eight or nine, I was going to make sure it was going to happen in the last three. So uh, there you go. Uh, I, you I, win, Troy. Thank you. you. Win. I, I, this is the second time I've seen this film, believe it or not. So I what? Oh yes, yeah. I've already shared this story. Uh, there, Mondo, Baltimore, which is a great time uh, in ah. Baltimore. The first Thursday, 
of uh, every month at the auto bar. They, I think it was last Christmas showed this and I, I gotta be honest with you. I was hammered going into this showing and it was, it was, I think it's the only bad movie I've ever experienced that actually sobered me up <laughs> um, where, you know, by, by the end of it, I'm like, wow, what happened? I, I am no longer intoxicated and I'm going home now. Um, yeah. Her Cameron so. killed your buzz. He <laughs> totally killed my buzz. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this though. I can't, I can't call this a bad movie. I can't judge it. I mean, it's clearly made for a very specific audience. Um, and, and I would even call myself growing up Catholic. I, I definitely would call myself a religious person maybe Christian. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm still figuring it out, but this movie isn't for me. So I don't know how, <laughs> I, I don't know when, when people review this thing and go, Oh, it's a 0% and this, that, and the other, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I mean, but man, we are, we are not the target. I, I think propaganda is probably the right word for it, but propaganda it is, it is, is, yes. a, is designed for a very specific cause with a very specific group. So yes. and it's, it's designed for that group to explain to the group that wants to be a part of it that they are completely right. Yeah, I, and and to me, it's like, hey, I, it it's probably on a technical perspective, not great propaganda. Um, like technically made, it's probably great propaganda for for the people absorbing it and for the people telling it. Kirk Cameron. Um, but yeah, it's it's really hard to call this thing a movie. Um, and but don't, but don't, but don't. You can't be like Kirk Cameron though. It'd be like, well, if you don't like it, you're a pagan and you're an atheist and you're a hater and all like, no, like you've made a movie designed for a very niche. Well, not niche, very specific group. And for people to watch it and not understand it or not enjoy it, that's fine. But don't then go after people because they don't like your propaganda. Film. Oh, I, I totally agree. Like the, the response of that to say, Oh, you're a bunch of atheists and haters. It's like, well, wait a second. Maybe, maybe you just didn't make a good movie or, or maybe it doesn't resonate with <laughs> yeah. me. Right. So yeah. may, maybe yeah. something like 2001, a space odyssey. I actually found more of a religious experience than I do this thing because yeah. it, it, or, or, you know, I would like to sit across from Kirk Cameron and say, what if you're wrong? Huh? Yes. <laughs> but to me that I don't know that, but that does like that thought would never cross his, like that's the you, problem. You can't when, when people are not open to them being wrong, there's no sort of discussion that can happen. But there can, could be a discussion, can I, but can, they can would I never honest? back it, down. What Troy, that discussion is boring though anymore. Absolutely. The, yes. the whole is. art. Is. is there a God? Is there not a God? Like it is really that why, why are we even debating that? That's just not an interesting topic anymore. No, no. The, the, the topic needs to be, why can't we figure this out? Yeah. Not the topic. The topic doesn't need to be, there's this thing or there's that thing. The topic needs to be, why can't we just figure this out? Yeah. Well, the, also the topic should be, you believe in this thing so much, but you don't live by the tenets of that belief at all. Well, I, look, as human beings, I almost feel hypocrisy is just innate within our nature because you can never 100%, whatever yeah. you believe in, you will never 100% stick to those beliefs. 
at some point some you of will us falter. have the self-awareness to know that we are being hypocritical. I, I, I agree with that. But to me, the more interesting discussion is like, why does the human condition put us in these situations where it's us versus them? Right. That that's a more interesting debate discussion. Um, yeah. It's a deeper conversation than this, this podcast would allow, but yes. Oh, I agree. I, I mean, hey, look, cause if, we want to be winners. Yeah. But if you're looking yeah, for, if you're looking yeah. for a bad film to make fun of, I actually think this is a terrible, like when, when Mondo Baltimore picked this part of, part of the whole, and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this too. Like whatever you say about the other films that we watched, part of the charm is as bad as they are, they're still probably fun to watch in a group watch because you don't feel Uh guilty making fun of them or being, you know, that being the joke at its, at its expense this one, I don't know how you can do that because to me, it's like, well, I can't make fun of that. I, it, that's what they believe. It's their, it's their story that they want to tell themselves. Like I, I, there's no way I can, I can poke fun at that. Yeah. All but two of the films we did. Could I, I just, even in a group watch, I couldn't find any justification for skin and rink in this. Yeah. Skin and rink. I think, I, I think Skin Marink is designed as an experiment in sensory. It's the Kirk Cameron film. Yeah. It's, <laughs> dude, if you, you know what would be scary is within Skin Marink, if they were watching instead of cartoons, this film, that would be terrifying. Oof. Yeah. But no, I, I, I'd be curious about Brad's list, quite honestly, because if, if this doesn't end up being the worst out of all of them, like I'd be like, okay, Brad, hold on a second. Like, the other twelve, to some degree, have some element you could probably make fun of, and and digest as a bad film experience, right? Like that yep. that MST three K thing. I don't, I don't like. I could never see Mystery Science Theater ever tackling this thing because it's just it's kind of unfair. Does that make sense? It's unfair. Yep. yep. Troy, before I give my list, yeah, I, I want to go over to uh, the movie guide. Oh, because yeah, I was curious about this. We haven't really talked about this as much. Plus on this four, show. right? Oh yes, this plus is four. the I mean, yeah. first plus four. This is um, the one I would bet my paycheck on. My guess on this one. Let okay, me tell you. I I would say the this is like they have a section on what you need to know. I usually don't read this because it's one long sentence. Uh, but they're all one long sentence. But the first section, I, I want you to tell me if if you will if you think this is accurate or not. Saving Christmas is a documentary about the Christmas holiday, period. Yes. 100% no, no. think that's a accurate. A documentary. Uh, nope. If no. You, no. Let me let me preface. If you take it from the standpoint that it is propaganda and from that, what, what is it, Liberty University? If Liberty University is saying that this is an informative way to tell the truths that we teach, then yes, it's a documentary. Okay. And, and it's this not is a factual scathing, documentary. Yeah. It's a documentary. <laughs> but there, this is a scathing you, indictment of this film by, by movie guys. I, the movie, one second. One second. Let me go back to that, Brad. I don't okay. think it's a documentary. I want to make sure I say this. It's a, what this film is. It's, it's a parable. Oh, oh, okay. oh I, 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 yes. Okay. I take my, I'm, I'm siding with Sammy on that. Yes. There. What's I was Sammy gonna say? say biblical interpretation. <laughs> no, nah, parable sounds fancy. Sounds like we're but parable. 
I like it. Yeah. I like it. Not a documentary though. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me, uh, okay. Blah, 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 blah. The story starts, but most of the movie is narration and an argument between two people. I think it's one person lecturing another person, but okay. Also, <laughs> yeah. the cinematography. Oh, yeah. Uh, th- sorry, this doesn't make an interesting movie as a movie, but it does provide good lessons. Also, the cinematography is off, usually not in focus or shaky. The movie also lacks a clear storyline, but rather is just didactic. Yeah. Saving Ooh. Christmas has a Christian biblical worldview stressing the importance of Jesus Christ. Saving Christmas highlights traditions that honor Jesus and stresses having a positive attitude about this special, delightful holiday or holy day. And then here's the content. Very strong Christian biblical worldview. No foul language, no violence, but some implied. Wait, no violence? There's some violence. I, that's what I thought. I mean, Santa threw down, man. Yeah. No sexual, con- no sexual content. Upper male nudity, Ooh. light drinking. There no is sexual smoking. content because he makes a comment at the end. He's like, hey, I'm going to do this for you. She's like, oh, what are you going to do? <laughs> and then you think there's going to be some sexual content, but he says we're having a dance off or something. Yeah. yeah. No smoking uh, or drug use and nothing objectionable. Ooh, hot Plus, cho- is hot chocolate drug use? I mean, you could get a sugar rush. Mm. So I don't know. I just don't agree with that. You know, I hate to be... <laughs> Karen about this whole film, but I just don't agree with that. Nothing object- objectable line. He threatens to beat his brother up, but he was kidding. He up. was kidding. I don't think he was. You think Kirk Cameron was going to throw down on that guy? I, felt, I mean, have you seen that threatened. guy is five, six and 105 pounds. He could beat anybody up. Yeah. <laughs> it's the little guys you got to watch out for. Yeah. They're scrappy. Oh, no. Okay. They're scrappy. <clears throat> so. Breaking Brad, we watched 13 films. Oh, the list. I have a list in front of me. Yeah, that's right. 13 through one. The So it goes in descending order by the brokenness that I felt. So 13 is the one I like the most. One is the one that broke me and you guys the most. Here we go. All right. For your height only was my favorite film that we did this whole time. Ooh, I, I agree. I agree. It's a good nice. one. Number 12, Thanksgiving. Okay. Number 11, Ginger Dead Man. All wow. right. Yeah. Number 10. If you would have told me number 10 would have been LaQuisha when we started this, I would have said, <laughs> out of your goddamn mind. But it is. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you so far on your list, man. All right. Number nine, BC Butcher. No. Oh, All okay. right. All right. Number eight, The Apple. <laughs> wow. Because I, yeah. you really hated The Apple. I, in hindsight, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> no, no, no. Number seven, from Justin to Kelly. We mm. saw six films that were worse than Justin to Kelly. Okay. Yes. I drew, I drew a line. True, it's true, though. I yeah. Justin and Kelly is a, is a story. It's yeah. a story. It is. So I drew a line here. I think that list of six films are pretty okay comparatively i want to say comparatively to what we saw this year because i think six through one there's a kind of a massive cliff and then it gets to the really bad stuff you know six i I will agree six through one is probably one of those where we we might get sued for from somebody for making people watch those yeah i agree with you okay so six is thanks killing three okay Mm -hmm. Uh, number five is labor pains (laughs) number four is uh, from legendary director Dario Argento. 
Dracula 3D. Wow. And the top three. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm so curious. Love on a Leash. Was third? Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, man. Number two, Skinnamarink. I knew it. And number one, Saving Christmas. Kirk <laughs> the best Cameron's Saving Christmas. Sorry. No, no extension on Breaking Brad. <sighs> Saving, got, saving Christmas got, took the took the throne. I gotta say that that three is not wrong. That is that is about as I I don't know where my list would fall outside of that. But those three, I'm I'm pretty much on base with you. Yes. Okay. The third, the, your number thirteen, I agree a thousand percent, and then your top three, I I agree as well. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. So Breaking yeah. Brad is done for the year. Woohoo! Uh, we made it. We survived. Intact? It was Question fun. Mark? It, Maybe. It, was great. it was great. It was great. So I could have done it without you guys. I, I do want to do a quick little look back. So we did 13 films like all over the place. I feel like so in, in putting this together, I really tried to borrow from every genre possible. So mm-hmm. musicals, action films, comedies, uh, dramas, rom-coms. I mean, it really blows my mind how many bad movies are within any genre you can think of. Yeah. Any oh, yeah. Genre. Yep. Is there a genre specifically that you had more fun with than the others of the films that we talked about? I mean, um, we, we said, or you said, Brad, that um, free ride only was it, but I, I'm talking about universally when, when you're in the mood for a bad film, is there a genre you go for? Is it the action? Oh, it's film? Action, action film. It is action film. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'd I'd say action. Bad action films are the most watchable bad films. Okay, I've I've said that many times over the years. Followed closely by horror films because I'm just a big horror film fan. But definitely bad action films are man, they're so watchable. All right, they're so earnest. There might be something like you've never seen in another movie. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. Okay, what about you, Jose? I I would also I would also kind of say well, at least looking at this list. I kind of like the ones that have the controversial social commentary, like Loquisha and Labor Pains, but I also had the most fun with the musicals. I mean, for obvious reasons, right? Because I love to sing and dance. But um, I think for me, comedies are where I go to for really, really bad films. And I I mentioned that because I recently rewatched Holmes and Watson and I could not stop laughing. And it wow. is widely derided as a incredibly horrible film and i can absolutely see that but it just cracks me the fuck up (laughs) yeah okay uh yeah i i think i'm a little action films i totally agree with it i i almost think for for bad films i prefer horror films yeah um before action but it man you could swap those any day of the week and i'd be fine with it i Mm. do have a soft spot for bad musicals um (laughs) yes comedies man i'll tell you what out of out of the genres we talked about bad comedies are so hit and miss like yeah. with with action films you can you can or even horror films you can get a bad horror film and i always feel like i can still have a little bit of fun with that but with a bad comedy they either are so bad they're funny or they're just terrible and, and you're suffering through it <laughs> the pest is yeah is a great example like to me it's a terrible comedy and it is grueling to sit through um yeah, <laughs> my God. So do do we want to 
all right, folks, we, we spent a year. I don't know. I don't know what we did the last year. Um, well, I'll tell you this, uh, for me, this last year has been a real roller coaster. Yeah. But, uh, this show is, you know, I just want to say for the record to you three, this show has been a lifesaver this, this year. So <laughs> I thank you very much for letting me be a part of it. <laughs> we couldn't have done it without you. Yeah. I, I mean, since we're in the Christmas spirit and everything of that nature, um, it, it really is a lot of fun, no matter how crazy the week is or what's going on within your home life or work life, uh, just to be able to sit down and, and talk films. Um, mm-hmm. And especially <laughs> when I when I would tell my family or friends, it's like, oh, yeah, I got to watch uh, Saving Christmas or something. They're like, <laughs> why? And, and then you explain the concept. Um, and again, you just get this, why would you do that? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I got to be honest. Like the the responses we've gotten over the last year um, have been a lot of fun from people. I I've, I've really been surprised how many people have played along. I feel sorry for a lot of the people who played along. I mean, we <laughs> we agreed to do this. You could have just listened to the podcast and went, oh yeah, I'll watch the trailer and that's it. But um, I I agree with you, Sammy. I mean it it's been a stellar year and and I think it's this has been one of my favorite moments of podcasting is when the four of us sit down and talk about these films. Oh yeah. It's something I look forward to every time we do it. Yeah. I, I, I think that LaQuisha conversation, well, there've been so many moments in each of these films that come out of nowhere where it goes from extremely goofy and vulgar. And then all of a sudden somebody will say something somewhat, um, uh, just wise almost and, and pick on something within a film that takes us down this rabbit hole and we do end up talking about, you know, social commentary or something of that nature. Uh, and, and I will say this, I think that, that to me is the caliber of people that I've surrounded myself with you three that illustrates how amazing you are is that you can easily transition from the goofiness to the seriousness and it just flows, but it mm-hmm. also demonstrates how, um, I don't know, astute you are to just everything that goes on within a film and you, you don't just, Oh, I hate it or I like it, but you can quantify that, which is, is very rare. I mean, that, that's who you want to talk films with, right? Somebody who can not just go, well, it's stupid, but then come back and go, Hey, let me, let me quantify that opinion. Right. Right. Yep. But yeah, I love you guys. That's, that's the, that's Merry Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Well, I love you guys too. I, I was very happy. You guys invited me to be part of this. So yeah, it was, it's been, it's been awesome. I think we've all had uh, uh, interesting years, yeah? yeah. So, yes, so, we have all had interesting years. <laughs> this is true. Um, we're doing something different. So the, the four of us are going to continue this little journey, but since we went to one end of the scale, I think we all decided it's only appropriate that no more breaking brads. I'm, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter how many messages or emails we get. <laughs> For now, it might come back later maybe we'll do a holiday fourth of july special i don't know well yeah it'll it'll come back at some point but um brad do you want to talk about what we're going to tackle next year sure so you were talking about we've done the worst films ever we're going to do the inverse of that we're going to do not a bomb classics so we've already picked the films you already know what we're doing um we have all picked three films that we think are some of the greatest films ever made, and we are going to talk about them um, all next year. So we're doing one a month like we did Breaking Brad, but we are talking about 
again, some of the greatest films that we all uh, think and Rick chose or Sammy chose three. I chose three. Jose chose three. Uh, Troy chose three. And then we basically split them out all throughout the year. So um, I have the I list and I have yeah, the order. Hey, well, yeah, the the list is amazing. Just want to say for the record before you read it off. I mean, this list. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing. I I will say this. Um, there there was no criteria. Uh, we basically went through and tried to pick something that. Uh, and I'll just I'll speak for myself. I tried to pick three films not from the same genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that, tried to do something. Yeah, that kind of represented. I guess represented. Um, at, at the end of the day, like what I think are very interesting films that, that create interesting conversations about film. Right. So, um, Brad, do you, do you want to go through the list and talk about what we're doing? Yeah. So in January, we're doing citizen Kane and then followed by deliverance, peeping Tom singing in the rain, Pulp fiction, Monty Python in the life of Brian M the seven samurai, the social network, the Shining, The Manchurian Candidate, and then in December, rounding us out is 2001: A Space Odyssey. That is a list. Excellent. Wow, that's a list. Like reading that list off, like as a film lover, like I literally have chills up my spine right now. Yes. <laughs> now, full full disclosure, I I don't think we're going to add anything new to the conversation that you don't know about these films or that you can't find on any of the special features. I, I think we're going to talk about it probably more from a personal perspective, yes. maybe how the film affected us, what that film led to in terms of other journeys, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe give our interpretation of some of the themes that that film presents. And by no means are we attacking this from a scholarly perspective, but more from a couch film critic perspective and somebody who just really appreciates going to the movies, I think is the best yeah. way to describe yeah, it. Yeah. Four friends discussing great movies. Yeah. So, um, I hope everybody just really next year, grab those films. If there's something you haven't seen from that list, we would love to hear your sort of first time watch when we get to it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of super excited about this. And then maybe we'll we'll try and break Jose the following year. I don't know. Uh, Brad's already broken. Not so I, well, I don't know well, that that would work. Well, well actually, no. it did work this year. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's what what I'm saying. What's interesting about the breaking Brad experiment is we kind of know what breaks the other three of us now. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but Troy, the the name is so good. It's the alliteration. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, it, it is. It's perfect. Well, we'll it's just perfect. Uh, fine. We'll we'll put you through the another twelve months in twenty twenty six then or twenty twenty five. Sorry. We'll see. Um yeah. Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema. What's going on? Uh you you talked about a film that I was so excited uh, that you brought up um, and are giving some love to. So can, can you talk about that one before you talk about your Christmas special? <laughs> yeah. So we just released an episode called uh, on the film, the, the long arm of the law, 1984 uh, directed oh. by Johnny Mock, I believe is how you say his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is one of the 
probably most important kind of heroic bloodshed uh, films out of China in the 80s. And oddly, though, not really seen that much. It's it's one of those weird ones that's kind of just not really seen that much. And it should be. Action choreography by Sammo Hung. It is... You just go listen to our episode. Yes. Trust me. 88 Films gave us an opportunity to review the Blu-ray they put out. It's amazing. I've never seen yeah. this film look this good because I've only ever seen murky, junky VHS copies of this. I don't even know if I've ever seen a, a Laserdisc copy of this. Maybe I have. I'm on, but it would be on VHS. I guarantee you that. <laughs> um, this is just one that, for whatever reason, they put it out with a set, Long Arm of the Law, and then Long Arm of the Law 2. We didn't do part two. We just did part one. Um, but you need to see this film. If you're a fan of Hong Kong action films, gunfights, gangsters, and great action and stunts, you need to see it. There are literally moments at the end of this film where you're going to be like, not only how did they do that, but why did they do that? It's another one of those kind of films. It's like, obviously life is cheap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and the only thing I will say is folks, when you listen to this episode, it, it's one of the best they've done. However, disregard their score it's total bullshit i think it's i think they have something against sammo hung because oh, every time Lord. his name comes up then this number gets associated with it which is just it's aggravating but i'm sorry what's your christmas episode sammy uh the christmas episode will be on uh burt reynolds uh from yes. 1986 uh film directed by dick richards called heat our good friend dick richards dick yes. dicks yeah, Dick, Dick, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, it's a late uh, late cycle. Uh, Burt made about two or three films toward the very back end before he jumped into television and kind of rejuvenated his career. And uh, they were bombs, most of them. And uh, um, most people know him alone, but most people don't really talk about Heat. Oh, Heat's fun. And Heat's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and you'll hear our review. And I don't, want to, I don't want to talk too much about it now, but our good friend David Alcock was on there with us. He comes in on, around Christmas time and helps us out and picks a Christmas theme film, which oddly long arm of the laws Christmas themed as well has a great scene on a hot ice skating rink for the record. Um, yeah, heat is, heat is interesting. Definitely. But look, looking forward to sharing that episode. That's a long one too. We had a lot to talk about there. Awesome. And Jose, you're still on break. You're, you're just living are, the life. We, during we are Christmas. still on break. Um, we, we don't know when our return date is and, and all these great movies are coming out, right? Got Godzilla minus one, the boys in the boat, the iron claw. Um, and I'm like, I'm, I'm wondering if when we come back, it's just going to be like a quick, like two hour capsule review of all the movies. <laughs> you said seen quick, while and we then you're like two hours. <laughs> yes. Well, of all the movies we've yeah. seen well, while you know, we're on hiatus. That's a, that's a good idea. I think your return should be since the last episode, your new episodes should just be, hey, let's just go through the movies and that we saw yeah. streaming or in the theaters, and bam, 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 here you go. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad it's idea. It's an idea. I like that. It's an idea. All right, Brad. Uh, giving hours. you notes on your own show, by the way. No, I'm, just, I'm, it's, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a listener. I can provide feedback, so. Yes. Easy, Kirk Cameron. Easy, Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Listen, Jose. You're Jose. wrong. You're wrong, Troy. <laughs> no, no, no. Close your eyes and just imagine. <laughs> Swaddling. Swaddling. Swaddling all the movies we've seen. Yes. A cave, an empty cave. Like swaddling, swaddling little little Justin. Right. His, his swaddle cord. A movie theater. Encrusted Justin. Feeding him popcorn. Yeah. His run stone encrusted bag. Yeah. 
<laughs> Brad, what's what's going on with our, our our I guess regular gig? Yeah, so we have one more episode this year. Crazy to think about, but we are doing Guy Ritchie films of 2023. Um, we are doing The Covenant and we are doing Operation Fortune. And we're also going to give our top five of the year and the worst five of the year. And so if you head over to our, our website, which is not about podcast.com and hit the 2023 film poll listeners, you can give us your favorite film of the year and your least favorite. And we'll talk about some of the most, uh, uh, highest, I guess, answers that we got on, on films that, uh, people gave us. And we've gotten some people already, uh, sending some stuff in. So yeah, yeah, please do that. And Jose, Sammy, will expect your list um, over the weekend, so we can read it off. Oh, uh, nice. we, it needs to be on share. our desk yeah. by uh, no, no pressure there. Wow, twelve o'clock noon. Yeah, twelve o'clock, 12 o'clock noon, noon on Christmas Sunday. Day. Yeah, that's yeah, Monday. Oddly, have to tie into our show, uh, Davy, our good friend Davy. He's really good friends with uh, Guy Ritchie, and uh, he's working with him again. So, <laughs> how about that? Really? There you yeah. go. The little crossover. A little crossover. That's amazing. Awesome. Not a name drop, but you know, hey, okay, ah. me, Guy Ritchie, Rocco, you know, hey, well, you, you guys, I don't, I don't know if people know this, but you are kind of a big deal. Um, uh, yeah. we got friends in interesting places. I will say that. Yeah, Brad and I just know. Oh, uh, you guys got friends in interesting places. We do. We have a few. Kirk Cameron, he was supposed <laughs> to be on tonight. <laughs> no. I can tell you, Kirk Cameron's not coming near the show. No, I don't think he is. Uh, n- no. Uh, so, I guess, people, if you don't own The Shining, there's a 4K of that out. That's the first one we're doing, The Shining? No, no. we're doing Citizen Kane. Oh, Citizen Kane, Kane. sorry. Citizen Kane. There's a 4K of that one out, too, yes. though. There is a 4K Criterion. of Citizen Kane, Criterion. It's a great release. Go grab it so that you can play along next month. Um, what else, Brad? And that was my I mean, pick. We're oh. only starting with, you know, uh, what some have argued is the greatest film ever made. So oh, True. It can only go down from here, I guess, guys. <laughs> Where does labor paints? Anyway, um, <laughs> for Peeping Tom, I hear that January 29th, there's going to be a remastered 4K coming out, but the Blu-ray that's attached to that is only a Region B. So for people like me who still do not have a damn Region Free player, we're out of luck. But if you are interested in picking that up, there are other editions of, of uh, Peeping Tom, but this 4K is supposed to be pretty fantastic. Yes, I pre-ordered since we were talking about it. So. Um, nice. I'm I'm really curious. Citizen Kane's going to be interesting because I don't think anybody in my family has seen it. So when we get to oh. watching it, I'm going to force them all to watch it. Nice. So uh, can't uh, wait to you explain Rosebud to them. <laughs> it'll be cool. Well, uh, Brad, don't get me to explain Rosebud. <laughs> no, you know, is all I'm going to say. Man, that's going to be an interesting conversation. <laughs> Brad, uh, do we want to do a little bit of housekeeping, like other podcasts and stuff they should listen to, or? Uh, yeah, I'm in the holiday spirit. Why not? Okay, cool. Uh, of course we have gentlemen's guide to midnight cinema, watch skip plus the VHS files night of the living podcast, the backlook cinema podcast, mixtape podcast and Raiders of the podcast. Troy. Yes. YouTube, YouTube head over and search out. And now for something a little bit different from our good friend, John, it's a it's a great little solo podcast. So um, he just talks about you know media that he likes and uh, really does a deep dive on it. So it's it's super interesting. I like it a lot. Um, he's John's a great John's a great guy. He reaches out to us too. He's a yeah. great guy. We 
we said on the show, uh, bravo to him. Anybody that can do a video podcast and like I even told my son doing a video podcast and stuff by yourself, that is some of the hardest work. There it's is. so tough. And just a little hobby. <laughs> yeah. And John makes it interesting. So, um, I, I gotta be honest with you. There's a lot of people I know that if they said, Hey, I'm doing a solo video podcast. It'd be like, awesome. I, I hope it goes well. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, you have any advice? I'd be like, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. You got, you got, man, you got to be engaging. I find John engaging. So yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to have something. If you don't have it, yeah. then it's, 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 it's for not. I agree. So with that, folks, I don't know if you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or evening. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yes. I, I hope you get whatever you want from Santa. Uh, I hope you are spoiled by all your family and friends. I can't thank you enough for downloading the episode, playing along this year on some very terrible films, watching yeah. us break Brad and ourselves and listeners. Uh, but yeah, I, just Merry Christmas all around. Thank you so much. Yeah. We Indeed. love you. Merry Christmas. We love you all. You want to say Merry Christmas? Oh, my son's going to come in here real quick. Okay. Merry Christmas. Awesome. <laughs> We'll see you. this voice on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, the third, the thirteen-year-old has the deepest voice on the podcast. That's right. All right, we'll see you next month. Don't lose your head. There you go. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Take care.